0: Hey, guys. A quick note before we roll. The George Hahn Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. No advertisers, no paywall. All my online efforts are made possible by the support of readers, followers, fans, and listeners like yourselves. To keep it all commercial-free, visit georgehancom slash support, where you can make a one-time contribution or start a monthly subscription on my Patreon. That's georgehahn.com slash support. And thank you. Anna Delvey got a contract for a TV show. Anna Delvey, inventing Anna, convicted con artist. This means a couple of things. Number one, bad behavior apparently pays off. And number two, since I don't have a TV show contract, I clearly sleep with the wrong people. Alright, I'm George Hahn, and this is my podcast because the world needs a fucking another one. My guest on this episode is Dave Hill. Dave is a comedian, a writer, a musician, an actor, a podcast host, and like myself, a Cleveland original. He also happens to be an old friend with whom I attended, St. Ignatius High School, just outside downtown Cleveland, way back in the 1980s. I was class of 89. Dave was class of 87, which means he was a junior when I was a freshman. Uh, One of his classmates, class of 87, was California Congressman Ted Lieu. True story. Anyway, Dave came by my studio office here in Rockefeller Center the other day, and we had a great conversation. We talked about high school, of course, as well as his work as a creative, about social media, his permanent ban from Twitter, and his attempt at reinstatement. Uh, We talked about our Cleveland roots and our love of NYC. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope you do too. So without further ado, here it is. We had, when we were in high school, with CDs and tapes still. Some people who had vinyl were lucky enough to have turntables. I remember um, in high
1: school when that, because, I mean, uh, you know, being in show business, I hate to really be so really specific, but this will date me very specifically. (laughs) Um, I remember when CDs came out and, like, first it was like, the richest kids had like, oh my god, they have like, they have, these guys got like five CDs, yeah. And uh, yeah. and then I remember being in the parking lot of our high school, St. Ignatius High School, and someone's like, check it out, Phil Collins, uh, whatever, Sue Studio, and uh, <laughs> and I took it and I threw it, not because it was Phil Collins, but I was like, these are indestructible, check but- it out. And I took who I can't remember who it was. But I threw their CD across the parking lot because I was like, it's amazing. You can throw it, and he can go listen to it now. And he's like, you just ruined this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that was the rumor that you couldn't destroy them, which was not true. You could no, easily scratch them. it's not slightly true. And fuck them up real good. <laughs> yeah. Just so the listener, for the benefit of the listener, just so you guys know, Dave and I went to high school together. Mm-hmm. Although I was class of 89, you were 87? Uh, Sure, yes. I mean, I'm
1: 99? <laughs> no, yeah, I think you're – yeah, I'm 87. Yeah, I was yeah. – 80.
0: your sister was 89 because I went to a dance with your sister.
1: You went to a dance. I don't know if it was prom, but I – we – so close. Yeah. Brother, brother-in-laws. We could have been brother-in-laws. I'm, like this. Brothers-in-law.
0: Right. Had I only known then what I know now, I could have saved everyone a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but you were – you
1: were, to my memory, like a cool – God, like, I mean, you're a cool guy now, but you were, like, a popular cool guy that hung out with other cool guys. And, like, my sister was, like – I was saying this to someone the other day. She was the first of my siblings that was, like, popular and had, like, hung out with all popular kids. I wasn't, like – a, I may have been a nerd, but I wasn't – I feel like I was just, like, some guy who knew everybody.
0: You know, you were cool. You were a cool kid. You were in a band – I was a rocker, but I wasn't like. Did you do the battle in the bands? I've, I think. I've, I think one year. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. Um. Thank you for saying that. I. I've, I always sort of like later in life go. Gosh, do I have amends to make for my high school years? Because I honestly think like, was I a dick?
1: No, that's not my memory. I remember you were friends with guys who, you guys were like. Uh, I mean, there's like a you know there's such a Darwinism to it. You know, you guys were all like handsome. And you you dressed, you had like, you know, you had like a CB, I don't know but you literally did, but like the CB winter jacket instead of the off-brand winter jacket that I had. Right. You know, you
0: guys had. I wanted a CB jacket. I did not have one, but thank you for noting that. I would have thought you would have. I think I was really good at, I was really good at faking it.
1: I always always wanted one because I
0: thought. And I didn't ski. I've only been skiing like once, twice in my life. Oh, I just ever since like, yeah, Ben Columbia got a CV jacket. And I was just like, that's the coolest kid I've ever seen in my life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then something happened to them. They'll probably come back and now and everyone in the West Village will have,
0: be wearing that instead of. Uh, this was the time when the Hilfiger, Tommy Hilfiger was like Oxford shirts, mm-hmm. like trying to be the poor man's polo. Tommy Hilfiger at the time. And it was because I remember going to like Higby's or Horns or whatever the fuck and getting like, you know, five for however much it was for like, you know, that was the school shirts for the year. Yeah. Because we had – just so everyone knows, we had to – we went to this um, all-boys Jesuit high school college preparatory but it wasn't sleepover. No. And um, uh, we had a uniform, uh, tie. We had a shirt and tie, a belt. Pants, no jeans, obviously, socks and shoes that were not sneakers. Basically. I'm wearing my,
1: well, minus this shirt, and I don't have a tie on. I'm wearing a t shirt, but I'm almost wearing, I mean,
0: I'm wearing corduroys and boots. I am not in uniform. I'm wearing jeans. I'm I wearing a belt. Regulation shoes and socks, but not, and yeah. this, sh- well, this shirt wouldn't fly because it's denim. But it was like those. All my only detentions, except for the five-day in-school suspension I got for drinking. Um, oh, yeah. You were, you, you were, you were like – I got in trouble. You partied. And stuff. I partied when I was a sophomore. Kids in your class. And we got busted with the captain of the – I got busted with the captain of the golf team. And we had a five-day in-school suspension for drinking at a golf match. Were you on the golf team? Yeah.
1: Oh, Wow.
0: <laughs> I lettered in golf. I have a That's varsity That's amazing. Lettering. Yeah, it was the only thing I was ever going to letter in. Yeah. I
1: I lettered, I mean as long as we're talking about lettering. What did you, what did you get to letter in? Four year four year letterman in hockey. <gasps> That's right. That's the only sport I it's like a form of autism. Like <laughs> I'm nice suck at every other sport. <laughs> 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 like I I just was weirdly pretty good at that mm-hmm. and and so I was one of it was me Marv Sheehan and Marv. and um Merrick Murphy another West Side guy' What's Marv's real name was it Michael Mike yeah yeah his brothers started calling him Marv his and Patrick uh, was in my class his little brother yeah, yeah and like and they we were the three but those two guys were like cool handsome jocks at 14. And I was total dork just wanting to play guitar, but I was good enough at hockey. That the three of us made the varsity, and we were, there was no sophomores, and then it was all juniors and seniors who were – I weighed 100 pounds, I remember.
0: And I killed – God, I killed to be back there. I'm trying to get – <laughs> all of us, please. I'm trying to get down to my birth weight. <laughs> so – and it was like
1: big, hairy men. yeah. And it was scary. Like and I was like Hockey's nuts. I can't believe you actually did it. It was crazy. Like I was it's funny, I went back from not to I have my next book is about hockey, so I went as part of the book I went back and practiced with the current team at St. Ignatius who are and they're all they're amazing. They're like the best team in the state. And and uh, Pat O'Rourke, who I think was maybe your year, year or a th- year below, he's the coach now. He's an awesome coach and he's just, they win always. Wow. And so I was like, and all the kids are like sort of uniform size. Like we were like the
0: Like bar- Rockets.
1: Yeah. Like we, when I was playing, it was like the bar in Star Wars. It was just like, it, we didn't <laughs> even look like this same species on the team, you know? <laughs> like it'd be like skinny. You know, 100 pounds then, like, a guy that was, like, 6'5", right. 250, you know. And so I was like, man, this is, like, real. Like, you guys, this is, like, a pro locker room. And I'm like, I am like i don't know if you know the kind of stuff that went on when I was on the team. Like, hazing, like, stuff that would be, I won't even talk about it. I'm I mean, sure. But it was, like, stuff that, like, uh, you'd be in the news, there'd be court cases. Nothing be, Jim jordan oh. though, right? No, no, nothing, but it was. I never heard any
0: of that going, I mean, if it was going on. No, but it was just, it was
1: like, it was stuff where I was just like, wait a minute, I thought I was like a pretty cool guy, like these guys don't think I'm cool. No, it was just like stupid hazing, like just, but just, (laughs) just,
0: yeah, (laughs) nothing, nothing like that would shame our school. Our school is like a little mini college now. That campus is off the hook. I was there last time I saw you. I was living in Cleveland downtown, mm-hmm. and um, in that time, I was living down there. I was living in Cleveland for two years downtown. I had my 30th high school reunion, and I went, which oh, was wow. hilarious.
1: I keep wanting to go. I went to my tenure, and I just haven't
0: uh, gone back. Well, how how was it? It was, I was the only one not wasted. Because it's like a reunion's like New Year's Eve. It's like the dude, it's like their one night out, off, off the reservation. Yeah. And so, you know, it's their way from their wives and their kids, and this is their one night to get fucked up. Like, and they just, wow. Yeah, yeah, like solo cups. Oh, yeah. Two-handers. A hundred percent. And I stuck around for as longer than I thought I would. But what, wasn't reunion related, but I never thought I would see this ever. I got invited by this woman who works at Ignatius, our high school, To speak to the not secret, but out in the open and sanctioned by the Jesuit school, the gay group—that's amazing, completely amazing. If you had told me in 1989 that I would be doing that 30 years later, I'd tell you you're crazy. And in the room where I had—I'm
1: straight, and I'm still
0: very jealous. (laughs) It was in the room where I had (laughs) I had algebra one with Miss Gasky in this room. That's amazing. It was insane. And I'm like, well, this is – and I'm telling these kids, like, when I was in high school and we were in high school, we had – like, our role models were like Paul Lind and, like, uh, you know, there was a gay character on Dynasty. Like, that was kind of it. Now it's it was so different. These guys were like – you know, they were mostly juniors and seniors. There were a couple of um, freshmen and sophomores in the group. But, yeah, they just wanted to know my story and what it was like for me at my time there. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, like –
1: yeah, there was just no... I mean, even...
0: It wasn't a conversation
1: then. No, not a conversation. But even, even, you know, being, like, an artist, like, I was always I just like, well, I know I'm going to be just do... I'm going to play in bands. I'm gonna, just going to do, you know, what I do now. I, I'm a comedian. I play in bands, write books, act when they let me. The <laughs> king of show yep, business same lets here. me. Yep. And, you know, I knew that's never going to do anything that we we're being pre- prepared for right <laughs> it, with the exception of I I, I always say um, the writing you know the, the what I learned there uh, like learning how to write is is I, 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 I use that every day. Oh, I mean really? it, it, it did prepare me yeah for what I do absolutely like way more than college did College was complete.
0: Fuckery. I have to agree with you there. High school English at St. Ignatius, I learned how to write. I learned how to, we learned how to like study and research. I learned how to learn. Yeah. You know, and I had, a, we, I learned a discipline about it. And yeah. writing skills that we were, that were just kind of like drilled into us then, I carry with me to this day, as you said.
1: It, it's amazing. Like I, 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 uh, yeah, it's,
0: uh, and also it was a melting pot. You grew up on the East Side. Yeah. Where we went to high school, like it wasn't as if. And I grew up in Lakewood, which was on the west side of Cleveland. And if I had gone to Lakewood High School, it would have been all Lakewood kids, and they're all kind of the same. If you had yeah. gone to, were you in Shaker Heights or Cleveland Heights or University west, Heights? University Heights, you would have gotten University Heights kids, and it's all mm-hmm. like that. But like our high school got kids from all over. Mm-hmm. I met. My, I made my first black friend, an Ignatius. Yeah, there's. A, it's a diverse. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's
1: all, all kinds of kids there and, like, all sorts of, yeah, everybody.
0: Yeah, the little snow globe, like, widened a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. So you're tough to describe. So, yes, you're a comedian. You're a writer. You're a musician. You're a radio and podcast host. You're Do I, a, Stop doing that.
1: I'm narrowing it. I'm trying to <laughs> really? narrow Really? You're it. taking
0: things away? You're stripping ta- down? I have to. <laughs> too much? Too much work? Too much?
1: Uh, no, I just, I don't know. that Every time... The last two two books, I get to a point where I have to finish this book. With the, the previous book, I had a show on WFMU, mm-hmm. and I was like, I have to finish this book. So I ended the radio show because it's, it's draining. Yeah. And uh, and then with the podcast, same same thing. I was like, I had to finish this next book that's out this year, and I was just like, I, I got to get it
0: something out of here <laughs> so when okay so what this is cause I run into this all the time when somebody asks you what you do what is your answer
1: I just say I'm I'm a comedian I just say I'm a, a comedian com- com- I mean to to my mind I just do the same thing any other comedian does I I do comedy and I write and I try to get acting roles and, you know, get a handful of them a year and then...
0: Yeah, but you're also but then like I'm, a super
1: skilled musician. It's not that But simple. I always think of that as just, that's just one more thing. Right. I have success in those things, but it's not like, it's like, it's not like massive. It's not like Donald Glover who's like, boom, boom <laughs> you know, and then I'm going to drop this album that's going to be on the charts, you Right. Know? But But, you know, it's, it's all, it keeps uh, gas in the tank or whatever, you know, I'm able to... Um, make a living doing both things, which is cool mm-hmm. and um and so, yeah, I don't know i always think I always think I would stop doing something by now, but i it's I have fun,
0: I just do what I like doing, and I don't think the, I would ever want now, especially now, and we'll talk about this like. Social media in this past few years, especially during the pandemic and content that I was making blew open another window of opportunities and that I never would have thought of in other directions. It wasn't on the menu, you Mm -hmm. know. So I kind of like being a generalist. I write sometimes. I'm, you know, to some people, a funny person. Um, I act, as you said, when they let me because it's totally not up to us. And I know it's, yeah, and it's just, yeah. <laughs> I'm not musical, but um, yeah, I do a bunch of things. I wear, a, I'm, I'm, you know, we're Swiss Army knives, Dave. We are
1: Swiss Army, but like, cool. I, and I, and I, 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 I know you feel the same way, because uh, um, I, I watch, I watch your, your content. Um, God
0: bless you. <laughs> and
1: God bless but you. But like the thing of, the whole thing where you're like, oh my God, it's so. C- Oh, she's great! This guy can do anything, but we just don't know what to do with
0: him. Exactly, It's they don't.
1: so I—I'm oh.
0: not just an actor. You're not just a comedian. It's so frustrating because it's just
1: like, uh, so you're being penalized for having more to offer, or like having like, oh, I can also, do yeah. It's 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 a weird. At the same, same time, thought.
0: though, I don't think I would. I don't think I felt this pressure. When I was starting to get a lot of attention, I felt this pressure that I had to be this one thing and feed this one monster as it were, but I like the idea of being more of a generalist. I'm okay with that i I like it too i I think I'm always
1: just like i'm like, it would be like just a little just a little more of this just a little more of that yeah, you know um you know like i i'm not i don't th- yeah, I'm just like, could I just get, get <laughs> just run up to the buffet one more time? Right.
0: <laughs> and those acting gigs, when you get like a real one in like a real movie, the check is kind of sexy. So I like that. Yeah. Or even, yeah, or yeah, just
1: like residual checks and things sexy. like that. Sexy. Yeah. And then, but at the same time, I'll watch a movie and there'll be a, like a 12 year old girl and I'll, part of me, a tiny part of me, I'll be like, you know what? They should have let me read for that. I would have brought something completely different to that role. There's like a tiny, that's the slightest morsel of me that thinks that it's complete (laughs) delusion. But, and then on the flip side of it, most of the role, I mean, most of the roles I get, it's like someone's either like, Hey, we think you'd be good for this? Or if I'm auditioning, my batting average, if, if If it's like a deviant or a loser, but it's the only area where my low self esteem it really works for me. Because 'cause I'm like this guy's a fucking loser. I've got it <laughs> oh, <holy shit. laughs> they know me I was uh i think it was i don't know if we started while I was recording but i I've just started with uh therapy again, mm-hmm. but I'm just like part of me thinks. I'm just like, you know, there's dogs that just need a job, like a herding dog. Like, they just want to just be busy. Yeah. I mean, That's how I am. Like, if, if I have something to do, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be, like, the greatest thing. No, I don't either. And also,
0: <laughs> my my problem is, tell me what you think of this, I have an issue with self-motivating. If somebody gives me a task, here are your lines, learn them and be on the set tomorrow at... 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's a job I can fulfill that task. But now I'm in a position, and I think you're in a position where there are opportunities and monetization avenues, as it were. But I have to be a self motivator. I have to. I have to be the author and architect of whatever this shit is. Like I'm doing it right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No one said George do a podcast. No one said George used to do a newsletter. I'm like. I could monetize those. I'll give it a crack. See what happens. Do you know what yeah. I mean? How are you with that? I'm
1: horrible with that. Yeah. I I mean almost everything I do is just is generated from someone asking me to do it. Okay. Like, like I'm the least not lazy cuz I think I do think I work hard, but I I'm passive <laughs> and just kind of like I'm just over here. Okay. If you need me. Uh and I've just and it's a dumb way to be.
0: Um On your your on your content, on your Instagram and your Twitter, you, you strike me as someone who is like how many bands are you associated with now? Really only one or two at the moment. Valley Lodge. Valley Lodge is like my main band.
1: And we you know, we haven't played a show in three years, but And Witch Taint? Witch Taint is no more uh, too much makeup Too much makeup and But we You know I think we only played Like six shows And it was just kind of We just It it's just. Easily, it was my fault It kind of crumbled Easily one of my Favorite band names ever It is the best band name And that can't be debated No um, And then I have a band Called Painted Doll With my friend Chris Reifert And we've made A couple records mm-hmm. um, And maybe we'll do Hopefully we'll do another one And then I play With Puddles Pity Party Do you know Puddles? The Clown Yes I know about puddles. He's amazing. Yes. So I play with him, mm-hmm. but I mean, I've been touring with him the past year, and that I love doing it. I mean, I love him, and everyone associated with him. I I do like a twenty minute comedy set on my own, and then I bring him out, and I'm kind of like his Flavor Flav, and and when I kind of get to do, I guess my I don't speak, but I get to. Tr- Try to pull laughs, <laughs> by <laughs> not speaking, which is fun to do. Mm-hmm. And then the end, we play like three or four songs together. So I play a guitar, and he bought me a wireless, which I've never had, so I can run around All right. without being fear of entanglement, <laughs> <laughs> literal entanglement. Wonderful. Um, so that's super fun. Um, I'm s- yeah. So those are probably my main. But yeah, and then Val- but Valley Lodge, but some people. We our theme. One of our songs is the theme song of the John Oliver show, mm-hmm. and so we're one of those bands that way more people
0: know they don't, but they don't know. Right? <laughs> they
1: don't know they know it.
0: Um, are you good or effective working with a group like a band, or do you think you're better, or are you more comfortable on your own, like as a stand-up comic, because it's a one-man thing?
1: It de- it depends, you know. Like, I think. I guess. Do you work well with other people? I can, and then sometimes I'm horrible at it. I think I've gotten right. better as I get older. I'm better because I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Like I like I like the unless something unless someone's just suggesting horrible ideas. Mm-hmm. I like like oh I have this idea. You know, I'm making spaghetti, and like, oh, you oh you, you just throw mushrooms in. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. And then whatever. That's not the best example. But you know what I mean? Right. Like I it's exciting to to see something land somewhere else it wouldn't wouldn't sure. have. Sure. Um if you're working with people that you dig what they do yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I really
0: like that. As a comic, uh you have two of my favorite my favorite moments from every comic I enjoy, uh you being one of them and two of my oh, favorite you. moments of yours. I don't remember what the thing was. I was watching a video of you doing something, and you started off. You literally, you got introduced. You come up to the podium, you take your notes out of your jacket pocket and put them on the podium, and you just go, "How am I doing on time?" <laughs> <laughs> it's the best, the best opener. Thanks, it's a, it's so I good. Do, I say that a lot because it's just, um, "How am I doing on time?" <laughs> <laughs> it's so good.
1: Um. <laughs> Keep doing it. Thank it you. Worked. I do it a lot. It I do, works. I do it a lot. That's sort of like almost not even a joke. It's sort of like uh, just a kind of a, a one of the things in the, the Swiss Army. It's great. <laughs> I like, I
0: have a set tonight. I'll, I'm, I'll. Odds are, I'll say it. Yeah, pull that one out. It's great. <laughs> um, and then the other one you do that I love so much. I don't think it's about your. I don't think it's about how many sisters do you have? Three. I don't think this one's about Katie. Is she the runner, the marathon runner? No. Okay. That's Miriam. That great marathon joke about what people who run in marathons can never seem to do. Just oh, not talk about running in a fuck. Yeah, shut the fuck up about it. Shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, that was uh, that was on my first album,
1: I believe. Yeah. And um It's so good. Thank you. And then someone someone later, I mean I I'm not don't think this person cuz it's like the thing as you know, well, with comedy and many things. But someone made, like, a video. It was basically, like, that joke for, like, three minutes. Basically, like, someone trained and did it and didn't, like, talk about it. Oh. But I don't... I'm not saying that person stole the idea. I'm just saying I hate when... As long as we can just keep on this thread, actually. I did, on <laughs> on that first record, have a joke that was... I'll buy it that some people were kung fu fighting. Um, <laughs> and someone went and made a t-shirt of that i think it's worded differently like like serious like n- not everyone is kung fu and it's probably par- <laughs> i'm probably parallel thinking it's probably parallel thinking i don't think i'm with you i don't think everyone was um yeah it's impossible but then but i was i saw it and i was like good for them for fucking making probably more than i've ever made ever off that you t- know they probably made a you know a nice chunk of change off that shirt you have a t-shirt biz I do have a t-shirt biz I mean I just make t-shirts when I have an idea yeah but I experimented with this last year with success I enjoyed it, it is, to a point it's a weird I mean like there's gonna be I, I think like I've, I've had a few like my s- street gang the dangerous snakes who hate bullshit mm-hmm. that has really like like that um, those t-shirts are fun those are they're really stupid that that's like very become very popular but then like sometimes when like Sunday I was uh, if I'm just sitting there like watching a movie I'm like I have this idea I bet maybe 20 people would buy this <laughs> and it'll take tw- 10 minutes to design it and I'm then like run- yeah. I'm like that's fun I think it's cool if 20 people buy this thing yeah, yeah whatever I'm just having fun
0: Shopify <laughs> makes it very <laughs> easy yeah yeah you, yeah that's how I did mine. It was a good experience, actually. Mm-hmm. This is one of the many reasons
1: I have great respect for you. Among them, as you know, is I think uh, you're you're a great dresser, Ugh. and one of the few great dressers I know. As are you, sir. But thank you. Thank you. Um, look at us. Look at us. We're amazing. <laughs> I mean, you're the. I mean, I wrote to you because I was like the only person in New York City. That I would trust to ask where should, who's I need a new tailor hey, is you. You're the, literally the only person. I would not okay. trust anybody else. Donkashane. And so, did you go to that guy? I haven't yet. Yeah, but I will. He's um, But I. But I. But on the other end, the lowest form of fashion I believe is hockey jerseys. Mm-hmm. But you and Mike Myers. I'm obsessed. Yeah, I will only wear them to the dog run or in my own home. And but it's it, it. It's a
0: thing, though. I think it's like if you can do it. Like people ask me all the time, "What do you think about about what are your thoughts on bow ties, or what do you think about suspenders or braces, or what do you think about you know uh, spectator shoes?" I'm like, make it your thing. Yeah, it's a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, make it a thing. Yeah. So there's a lane open in the highway. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but I commit and you yeah, commit, commit to it. Don't, well, I have you know I have parameters. You don't have to ask the shit. Oh, one interesting thing we were talking about before we um, hit record. You and I, or you had a classmate in high school, Ted Liu. Yes. Congressman from California. He was the valedictorian. Did he? Oh, so he spoke at your graduation? Yeah, he was the valedictorian. Wait, he may have, you
1: know what? He may have been the, what's the second one, salutatorian? I don't remember. I could find this
0: out with a few text messages. I remember him from high school. I think. Because you guys were seniors when I was a sophomore.
1: I think he. I think he was valedictorian, but he may have been salutatorian, and Rob Coyne was the other whatever they they were the top two just goes to show you, yeah, and they've both done great, just go, you know yeah that they the core it all continued. I swear though, and I have to ask Ted, I swear his name is pronounced Liu again, why am I telling you this Liu. Well look at the way Not it's Lou, L-I-E-U, he leader. says he says on television says Lou, but I think it's probably because he's given up. And yeah, to make it easier for us lazy Americans. Yeah, but he yeah. he's amazing. And um when I was on Twitter still, um he was following me, which I was thrilled. But I DM'd him just to thank him because his Twitter presence was it was keeping me like like, sane, slightly, tiny, tiny bit. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, and he wrote me, like, a nice note, but it was very, like, I, I'm just, I'm probably just imagining this, but I was like, Ted, Ted, Leo can't be talking to me. <laughs> and yet I'm, an out, I'm an outlaw. Yeah. I'm like, he can't. So he was just like, thanks, it's good, nice to hear from you. And that was it. And I was like, I can't. Press it because he cannot be associating with guys like me.
0: Right, I have the same experience with him. He follows me, <laughs> but like I know that he can't be like crushing that like button on a lot of shit I tweet. But I know privately I probably make him laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he told me on January sixth. Did I tell you this story? Where he, when Wait, he was in the Capitol, you told me we had a teacher. You, d- you did tell me this. We had a teacher at St. Ignatius, Mr. Howard, still mm-hmm. there. I saw, yeah. him, saw Mike Howard when I was uh, there for the reunion and stopped in the school another time and had a great conversation with him. Looks the same, same classroom. Mm-hmm. He taught world history freshman year and then taught a class, I don't know if he teaches it anymore, called AP U.S. Government, which I had no business being in, but I took it. And Ted Liu also had that class, AP U.S. Government. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to January 6th. Ted Lou is calling like all the people in the Capitol building, barricading, hiding, whatever they can do, Mm -hmm. calling loved ones. Ted calls his family and then he also called Mr. Howard to ask him or tell him or reassure him that democracy can still work. Can you believe it? That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. To have, I mean, just (laughs) where do you start? Right, Those
0: people literally trying to kill you. Yeah. in, in and you're on calling the premises. Your, your high school AP U.S. government <laughs> teacher, who was – did you ever have Mr. Howard for anything? I don't think I did. Had a voice that could shatter glass. Smart guy. Like, <laughs> walked into his classroom a couple years ago. And he's got, like, his copies of The New Yorker and, you know, went off on a lot of things that were happening at the time politically. So, yeah. Ted Lou Calling yeah. Mr. Howard. To say, or just please reassure me, that our government can still work. It's amazing. Yeah. Teachers, know. I hope he's right. I do, too. I, I've, as we sit here, I'm not sure. <laughs> Ted, Ted did post this very funny, because he's really only active on Twitter, as far as I know. And by the way, and we have to talk about your Twitter. When Kevin McCarthy was going through his 15 votes to bend over and become speaker, um, get that gavel. Ted posted a picture outside in the halls of the Capitol with a bucket of popcorn, and got some shit for it.
1: That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. He got sh- got shit for
0: it. it Marjorie Taylor Greene. It wasn't How her, you... but somebody else t- took issue with, like that's inappropriate for, <laughs> like really, that's inappropriate. You got an issue with that, and we've got the Boberts and Greens and Jordans oh. of the really, come yeah. on, oh my gosh, yeah. Now but Santos, uh, we could go all day on that one. I know this is it's this is a this is a strange time. I don't think Santos is going to last, and then Ke- McCarthy's next.
1: I the thing with Santos, it, it's, it's like he's
0: a, a fictional person. One, and he's just like, yeah. <laughs> this is the worst. This is the worst draft of the Talented Mr. Ripley I've ever <laughs> seen. This is like, this is not the book that Patricia Highsmith wanted to write at all. <laughs> this is awful. Oh my yeah. gosh. I'm not seeing Matt Damon in this story. <laughs> <laughs> or Jude Law. Nope. So you got booted from Twitter how many years ago?
1: I think uh,
0: five years ago.
1: I, it was, I can tell you, I think it was 2018. I think it was Memorial Day. I mean,
0: I think I'd kind of you had been suspended a couple of times. I right? had
1: been suspended once before because I would respond to something Trump said. You mm-hmm. know, was something. You know, I would. It would be uh, something from ranging from uh, uh, dissenting, uh, innocuous dissenting to I would just say like "suck my balls" or something. <laughs> that would be the other range of it, as one does. Yeah, just to be like, say, what's the dumbest? You know, just because. I, I'm just uh, like just trying to break this machine by saying the dumbest shit and but also
0: um, if you're going to try to reach a certain audience you have to speak on their level
1: so yeah so I would I would do that to to provoke a response this is like playground shit
0: that's all Twitter is
1: yeah and so for the most part yeah. so they um the Trump supporters would. You know, say they would,
0: it would really come go back at me you. like
1: go after me, like threaten violence, you know, say homophobic things, all these just the full range of things. And and I would respond with a mother joke that like a twelve year old would make. Mm-hmm. And um you know, I would jokes say, about porking. Yeah, porking and it would say something I would somehow Uh, insinuate that I was having a consensual intimate relationship with their mother and invariably about at least half of them would say like, really, you look like you'd be more into dudes. And I would say like, make no mistake. I also port your dad. Mm -hmm. And uh, then he bought us pizza, Uh, whatever, just dumb. And you know, when you get suspended or they highlight, like, this is the tweet that put you over the edge. What was it? Um, Someone called me an idiot For something I responded to Trump and said, You're, you know, you're an idiot. And I said, I'm not an idiot, but I am stupid for your mother's (laughs) beehole.
0: Banned for life. So, wait, you made a joke about someone's balloon (laughs) knot and you just got the forever boot.
1: Yeah. So, I had been, I was doing it for a little bit and I got suspended for a, I remember one time you were suspended, but then you came back on. I came back, and then uh-huh. so I was like, okay, I'm not gonna do this anymore. You're gonna be Those a good days boy. are behind me. You've grown, but then it was Memorial Day, I, I think 2018, and Trump, you know, said it's predictable something like about you know the military, like you know and you just, are just uh, and Michael Corleone, Godfather Two. They pull me back <laughs> in, <laughs> yeah. And so I said something, and then I was like, all right. Today only I'm going to engage in 12-year-old mother jokes. Yeah. It's, it's over tomorrow. The next day I wake up, my account is frozen or whatever. And then they then a few days go by and they're like you're suspended forever per permanently sp- suspended. And it's all just like form letters. It's not like a human
0: mm-hmm. writing to you. And I thought like, "Oh no." Like what will I do? And this is like the before times, sort of. Well, in the Trump times, like 2018, 2019, whatever yeah. that was. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I thought, like, oh my gosh, like, how will? Um, but it didn't really. All it, you know, really did is just it, it gave me
0: like two extra hours of it in every day. I'll tell yeah. you that much. Yeah, I was, in the tw- in the uh, in the Elon times, which I find strange. It's I find it strange that you have not been allowed back on, considering whom. Uh, Musk has uh, reinstated, mm-hmm. uh, and not just Trump, but the you know his minions, right? Yeah. And, and yet, an account like yours is still frozen. I'm like, really? Wow. Yeah. And I've appealed it. Like wow. I appealed it back
1: then because I genuinely was like, I'm I need to promote my need to tell people when I'm doing shows mm-hmm. or whatever. And when when. Elon Musk said he was, you know, people were going to, everyone except for, you know. The criminals. Whatever his thing was. Child molest. I was like, well, red. certainly I'll be allowed back. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've um, appealed it like two or three times, and it keeps coming back. Like, nope, permanently spent. And I don't necessarily want it back. Like, I don't. Twitter would be better with you on it. It would be better. It would be better. And the one thing, the, really the only thing I miss it for is like it was just like a nice notepad for like walking down the street. I'm like, oh, this seems funny. Like maybe this is a joke idea. And so I realized I could just do that into a note on my phone. But But it's also
0: like a test audience. You get immediate feedback.
1: Yeah, because sometimes you say something that you don't even think is anything. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, this is something about this resonates. So maybe Mm -hmm. there's something there. And then you work on it and then you tell it on stage or whatever. And like it's the same thing with, you know, Now I primarily do Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, And TikTok. I do TikTok, but TikTok is weird because I've really only put any effort into it a couple times. Like during the pandemic, I went on it and I got like 25,000 followers in like less than a week. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Uh, I'm viral. This kid's. (laughs) (laughs) And then it just stopped. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And I just stopped using it. And then. Sometime, you know, a year later, I was like, oh, will try this again. Mm-hmm. And it went up to where it is now, like 107,000. And then, you know, I was getting like a million views, 200,000. Like I was getting a lot of views on anything I posted. And then, and I don't know if this is the reason why, but I just, I don't really think about what I'm going to say before I say it. It's just like part of the fun of it is just like, go. And whatever comes out, comes out. And I did not... Oh hey, it's day from
0: before. It's, it's I mean, that's the only open. thing I just say it's every such time. A it's um, such a good <laughs> open. Such a good open. Thank
1: you. Day from
0: show business is another favorite. That's of what.
1: To, yeah, declare to, to let people. Well, absurd, Well, this. Is a, <laughs> but I said something. I wasn't saying that I had done this, and I wasn't suggesting that anyone do this. But somehow, I alluded to giving a hand job to a dog. And I don't. I just use those words, mm-hmm. and it. W- I think it was probably a metaphor for something. I don't know. I can't even remember the context. But ever since I did that, <laughs> <laughs> grounded. Like not banned, but like my videos
0: never shadow banned. Yeah, and I. I've been suspended from TikTok three times. Yeah, so I figured they would like let me back, but I, I don't think know. they're getting better at understanding satire. They didn't before. mm Hmm. Um, I do know that I think when a video gets north of, I think 3000 likes, a human will look at it Mm -hmm. and decide whether and decide if they're going to boost it or, you know, um, something with it. Yeah. Or block it. And I got a lot of, not a lot, I would say about five videos taken down because they didn't understand that I was being satirical. They thought I was being serious. Like they didn't get – I literally had to start hashtagging videos with satire, like the word satire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really like – Very strange. And it, Twitter, the response that you're getting on Twitter <clears throat> might have something to do with the fact that Elon cut the staff by 75%. Yeah, yeah. literally don't That's know probably it. where your friggin' archive is. yeah. They're getting maybe I don't know higher profile requests or, I don't know but it's really yeah a, it's a skeleton I, crew there
1: yeah I, I I mean I can't imagine like some they're like we got to sort out this Dave Hill account fast
0: but <laughs> I was I, verified I put one in there thank you I will retweet it again the reason I the reason Twitter I like it, that is different the, the the reason I like Twitter the in the ways that I've liked it and I'm learning to like post.news in a similar way, but it's not Twitter, it's not the same, um, is that it's 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 a great, as you were saying, like you try out new material in video or written form, but it's a great place to try out written jokes. Yeah. It's a writer's, um, I talked about this last time my first guest on the podcast uh, was talking to Paul Rudnick. And I said, there's this writer I like, Casey Newton, he's a tech writer, and he said he loved Twitter because he's not a good dancer for TikTok, and he's not. he says, I'm not pretty enough for Instagram, but I'm clever with words, and t- and Twitter is perfect for that, mm-hmm. which is true. Yeah. It's, it's really good for people who are clever with words. Paul Rudnick is a whiz on it. I don't know why he doesn't have a million followers, and I love people who are clever with words. You were one of them. Oh, thank you. Well, likewise. I mean – the porking and like, <laughs> just there. like you look at with so much porking,
1: yeah, I love that. It's hilarious. I'll still find myself because I do have. I don't want to give out the address, but I have this envis- kind of ghost account, and I do find myself. I'll be in line at the airport, and I'll find myself to go I'm like, okay, well, I can do this. And no one's going to see it, but I'll just go into my usual talking about what's going on at the airport, just to. O- occupy myself,
0: um, but would it be horrible <laughs> if someone with a f- considerable following like retweeted it and maybe got some traction on it? It would be great, but but I
1: think the thing is, I now have this account, but I don't, I don't want, I want my old account back. Yeah. I want my old account <laughs> <laughs> because that had you know now when I mean I feel like it would be more, but at the time it was like fifty six thousand followers, which, you know... You were what? up there. You were get,
0: you were on the climb. I was
1: on the way. This kid was on his way.
0: Yes. For those of you who are listening to this, and if you're on Twitter and campaign Twitter, Dave's handle was Mr. Dave Hill. A-
1: Mr. M- R- Dave. Dave Hill. Yeah. Yeah. And so now, but the thing is like having been, you know, I'm PTSD, because now my primary thing is Instagram mm-hmm. and I have, I think like 119,000 followers and, I, and I'm like, oh, I can actually use this to promote shows and things. But now I'm like, oh, like, what if I screw this up? If I lose this, now I don't, then I don't have anything to tell people what I'm <laughs> doing, I think.
0: <laughs> so I want Twitter back. Right. I, uh, I've noticed that as my numbers went up, there are certain things that I would not post now that I would have felt freer to post three years ago. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like... Along the lines of, like, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> <So laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. You know, now that I've got exponentially more followers now than I did three years ago, I am much more careful when I hit sp- post, you know, whatever the button is. You know yeah. what I mean? Tweet. Um, checking my spelling and checking the tone and, like, am I calling people out? Like, there's a certain – not that I'm compromising my tone – or like my identity, as it were. I'm still the same kind of a vibe, but I suppose my words are more carefully considered. Kathy Griffin is mm-hmm. markedly different on Twitter now than she was five years ago. Oh, when she did the bloody head. She's but she's still on Twitter, and she so she had that, and then she had the lung cancer thing, and her mother died. I think that combination of things put her in a perhaps more reflective. State of mind. Mm -hmm. So she's still Kathy Griffin, but the tone is noticeably like she lightened her foot on the gas pedal a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I
1: think that can be like regret is maybe a strong word, but I do think like I was getting, I was tweeting, you know, I was like angry, like everyone on Twitter. (laughs) But I, you know, I'm like, I
0: don't know. Uh, I didn't see. I think it was a personal thing with someone who like had an issue with cuz what you were tweeting was not like what was the big deal i didn't get it it was it was just
1: stupidity but and also you know going back to like fifth grader stuff a part of the reason i kept doing it is because like sort of high profile the big kids were laughing like people would dm me and be like like, uh, I'm not going to comment on this, but it's, I love it. It's amazing. Yeah. I was tell you, like, yeah. I'm not going to say anything on these tweets. But so I was like, oh, this guy likes it. Yeah. And then um, if I may name drop, shortly yeah. after I was banned, I ran into Malcolm Gladwell in a coffee shop. We lived near each other. And and I was like, oh, man, I got banned Twitter. And he's just sitting there. He's like, mother jokes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh, I'm like yeah and he, <laughs>
0: and he just kind of like shook his head like yeah <laughs> they were so good I want him back Are you jo- um, we'll, we'll talk after the show but um, get on post.news see what you think of it what you know, is that? the wait list is gone um, it is a startup social media site that has gotten some traction among notables, um, I would say functionally, it is a cross between Twitter and Facebook. Like the comments feels more like Facebook or like a blog. When someone has something to say about something that you've posted, there's no word limit. There's no character limit. There mm-hmm. You can add titles. You can format text with italics, bold, hyperlinks. Um, you can't post videos yet, but you can post GIFs, photos. It's nice. It's not as vitriolic. There is a heavier... There's a higher standard in terms of uh, discourse between people. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't get away with things that you can get away with on Twitter, let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it's nice. Give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. See what you think.
1: Is it like? Is it like Raya? How do you say that? Raya, the dating app. Is it Raya? Is that
0: what? What happens on Raya?
1: I don't even know if I'm saying it right. I've never used a dating app, not to brag,
0: but, but I've used it. Uh, I don't know if you'd call it a dating app <laughs> i think i know the one you're um, which one is it the, i would think the most famous one is grinder yeah 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 i wouldn't call that a dating app no that it's, seems like uh, yeah it's like what are you doing right shopping now? shopping cart yeah oh something. yeah yeah get some takeout a little delivery <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you're doing the delivering depending on who's hosting sure <laughs> i do appreciate the immediacy, the immediacy of it like yeah, i need it right now you know what me too Let's do something about that. Like a, that, that works, you know, sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got to scratch that itch. Absolutely. No, no pun intended, but yeah. All right. Beyond Twitter, you mentioned you're doing, you're working on a book right now. It's done. I turned it in. Ooh. What is that? Like, <sighs> I've had maybe kind of sort of maybe book conversations. I'm not ready for it yet because I'm not. Oh, you,
1: you have to write a book.
0: I will. But... I will help you make this happen. Not that you need my help. Is but it, I would be happy to help. Do you enjoy doing it? Is it? Do you like that process?
1: There's. I think I used to enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think I can get back to. I mean, assuming I'm hoping I can keep writing books, but I, there's a part of me that, as I write them, there's a voice. The the voice that I, you know, I've just was talking about in therapy. Of just the the fucking asshole, my asshole roommate in my head, mm-hmm. you know, who is just like, oh, you fucking idiot. And a lot of times as I write, I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, I see what you're doing here. Great, yeah, like you haven't said that 5,000 times. right? And so with every book, the first two books, b- b- by the time I was at the point where I was like, you know, you get like the version back for copy editing and you have to go and like approve like everything that they did and it's your last chance to be like, no, I want to say fucker instead of motherfucker or whatever. Yeah. Not that, uh, but I am trying to use less profanity in the books so my dad will <laughs> share them more. My mom but, takes issue with
0: that on Instagram with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have, I mean. Your language, I just, I wish you would think about <laughs> it. <laughs> because I'm watching it too and I just would you think about me (coughs) all right mom sorry so
1: but yeah the first the first two times I I got like physically ill like at this stage because I was just like oh god like not puking but like really like cold Mm -hmm. but I think at the end stage I'm like god what a pile of garbage what a missed opportunity (laughs) so many people would be thrilled with this opportunity and you just pissed it away I think that every four times now
0: there is a stat, my friend Scott Galloway knows the number, I forget what it is, but there is, it's a staggering number, the percentage of people who return the advance, because they just can't. I've heard of that, this is the thing,
1: like, I, well, going back to Ignatius, mm-hmm. with our, high, our high school, for those just tuning in, um, I'm just like, what, it's due when, okay, and you, you're going to give me, when I do that, you're going to give me more money. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I want to stay on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Like when I hear people who miss the deadline and the books get pushed back by years, or yeah, give the money back. Yeah, I mean I know, yeah, I know people that give the money back, and I also know I because they're just like, oh god. And I know people that give the money back because they became a movie star or something. And they're like, why would I write a book? Mm-hmm. Um, and but I'm always just like, oh, it's due when, teacher. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I just do it. I've never missed a deadline. That's one of our takeaways from high school. Yeah, just yeah. for that reason. Cause I'm like, oh, you told me this. So I'll just do that.
0: Yeah. You got, a, this is your assignment. Yeah. And it's also, it's homework. It's a, it's a big, long paper. Yeah. Pens
1: and pencils down. Yeah. And so it's I, done.
0: Deadlines you, are helpful for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, it's great. And I, th- I, are you a procrastinator? I mean, you'll get it done, but do you put things off, or are you good at like, like pacing yourself?
1: I if I can if I can bring up some, some more name dropping, please do. I mean, yeah, I am after all me. <laughs> but my dear friend, and I, he's he's a dear friend, Malcolm Gladwell. I would see him. Uh, he's a, you know when I would see him, he'd be on his laptop in the coffee shops in the neighborhood. So I'd be like, well, that guy is just like is every every book he writes is going to be number 1 on the bestseller list mm-hmm. every one they always are right so i'm like he must write 12 hours a day every every waking moment that must be what he's doing so with my first book i was like you, so do you just like write like crazy every day mm-hmm. and he's like no i just write 2 hours a day and i'm like what do you do the rest of the day he's like i don't know go for a run go get a hot chocolate at chelsea market Do some research. Wow. And so it lifted this burden. I was like, if that guy is only doing two hours, Mm -hmm.
0: I don't have to do more than two hours. Mm -hmm. Like if the (laughs) (laughs) – I think Stephen King does a similar thing. Like he writes in the morning and it's just – yeah. Sometimes it's, you know, 100 pages. Sometimes it's five. Like it's just – who was it? David Carr Mm -hmm. was a media writer for the New York Times. Yeah, he was a friend of mine. I loved him. Yeah, great guy. And he said something I'll never forget. Just start typing until it turns into writing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, my head exploded when I heard that. Yeah. Just just start typing until it turns into writing. And I can't tell you, Dave, like how many times – because I like to create re- semi-regular content for my blog. And it doesn't have to be these like massive dissertations. It can be 500 words on a jacket I bought that I think people might be interested in. Mm-hmm. Just sit down and do it, and then, yeah. Yeah, you can, uh, that's a, I think.
1: Just start typing children into writing. Yeah, and that that's how, I mean, that's what I would do years ago. I would just write about anything, like what I had for breakfast, and I'm not saying it, I, but it, it removed the burden of, I can always sit
0: down and write something from having done that for so long. Alleviate the, profesh- the, the pressure that I feel the need to do something really profound. I yeah. have to ch- I have to save lives with yeah. this little essay. No, I don't. I'm just talking about a pair of fucking shoes. <laughs> you know what yeah. <laughs> What's the title of your new book? I'm not sure yet. Okay. There's a few
1: contenders. Okay. So TBD. Uh, TBD, but I think it's out October 10th. Okay. Penguin Random House. That was my next question. Double Day. Penguin Random House Double D. Um, and it's loosely about hockey. It is about hockey, but it's also like travelogue, memoir, you know, some of it's, I went to Kenya, there's one team in Kenya and I went and played with them and hung out with them and that was fun. Mm -hmm. It was amazing actually. And went back and played with the Ignatius team. Which is amazing to me. It was like, uh, I love that. They just completely, uh. They were in better shape than I was. Do they still practice in the same place you did? S- same rink. They they have their own locker room now with like stalls. It looks like an wow. NHL locker room. It's amazing, and they have all like their trophies. Just, our Our high school gets so much money. It was nuts. And our high school l- gets. I mean, so they, much money. they put they get so much money. Put so I even donate. Like if I'm donating, forget it.
0: I have a. <laughs> there's a scholarship <laughs> in my dad's name, and I throw them some some of that which I do and that goes to someone, you know, for tuition for someone. Um but I
1: mean they're a great. They're a great school. Yeah. I only sometimes I wish I were a teenager cuz I'm like, "Oh, I could have could have taken art classes?"
0: Yeah. Um if you had a kid would you if you had a son would you send him to Ignatius? Without question. Yeah. I even it's the
1: only time I get involved with any friends kids or anything like my girlfriend's nephews were like but when they were getting ready to go to high school, I was like, they didn't end up not going. But I was like, don't mess around. Get, send them to this school. Like, there's, th- there's not a better school. Right. And just do it. Yeah. I took three years of Latin. Yeah, I mean, I took four. God. I tested well, as they would say. Yeah. Like, but I wasn't like, I didn't care. So one semester, I wanted to see what it was like to get really good grades. So I studied and I, Got first honors. I got like four point whatever.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I was like, all right, I get it. And then I just never did it again. Because I was like, this doesn't bring me any joy. So I
0: just went back to being like a B student. High school teacher, Pasco. Pasco, yeah. Tom Pasco I had freshman reading and said something that is so true in life. And that is, it was the first day, freshman year, and he gave us the syllabus. We had to read a book a week. Mm -hmm. And he said, this is your syllabus, and these are the books. You read a book a week. And if you do that, you get a C. If you want an A, you have to do more. I'm like, how true that is for life. If you want to just get, if you do the bare minimum, if you do what's required, you get the C in life. Mm -hmm. If you want to fly and get, like, more snacks... (laughs) (laughs) more candy out of the piñata, you got to work a little harder. Yeah. And do extra. You have to do extra. Yeah. Above and beyond. What a parallel. For the reading class, the fucking freshman reading class when I was 14 years old. Yeah. And it still sticks with me. Yeah, and he had that weird top floor sort of Mm -hmm. attic
1: classroom. With the wood paneled walls. Yeah. I still have, like, dreams of walking those... And winding up on the sixth floor because we weren't allowed to take the elevator. Yeah.
0: No. It's good for you. Mm hmm. Cardio. We all had really tight glutes. Super tight glutes. Yeah. yeah. We had like buns of steel. <laughs> we <laughs> did. During the pandemic,
1: did you go stay with your dad? No. I went, my girlfriend and I, my girlfriend's from outside of Cleveland, um, Lake County. Oh, the wilderness. I was completely unfamiliar. We just locked the apartment, went like, oh, better take a couple weeks of underwear. Yeah. Though I I follow, as I always follow you very closely, but you were such like, uh, such a positive force. You know, because there's all you know, there was like that guy who wrote New York is over, and here's why James L. Tucher, yeah. the, the guy, the comedy club guy that mm-hmm. moved to wherever, and he's like, oh shit. Like, and then <gasps> and then Seinfeld
0: got involved,
1: oh, yeah, Seinfeld brought the hammer down. I cool. loved, it was so fabulous. I loved it. He's <laughs> like, good. Don't come back. yeah. but um, somehow, keeping our uh, paying full rent the entire pandemic <laughs> barely working, <laughs> <laughs> but still, you know, I did I did like one TV show and did little work, some things here and there. But barely worked. Still just having been in Ohio and not going out, I had more money in the bank <laughs> than if I worked my ass off. It's so in strange. New York and it was in New York. So Weird. <laughs> wow. And it makes you go, hmm. Things that make you go,
0: hmm. I know Arsenio. But, yeah,
1: it's like a third of the price.
0: It is. When I was living there, they, oh, you saw that apartment. It was a it was sick ama- apartment. It, it was amazing. Was you had an sick. amazing apartment.
1: It was sick. It would be like, I I couldn't afford that apartment here.
0: No one, who could? It was $1,400. $1,425. It would be like. Laundry. ten grand here. Easily. It had laundry in the unit. It had, there was a courtyard with grills, there was three fire pits, there was a dog courtyard, there was a parking garage, there was a gym, there was dry cleaning drop-off and they would drop it on your, they would hang it on my door. Amazing. It was, and there was a roof deck, 1425. But I just could never find my tribe in Cleveland. I tried to build a life there and I just like, I always say to people, however, if you want a good bang for your buck and you can work from home... Yeah, Cleveland would be good for you. you yeah, know? when I was living there,
1: I came back here after you know, college, and came back here like 2003. Like, there were two writers I knew who were like doing like, oh, there's Michael Heaton and Eric Broder, who just died. Michael, yeah, yeah. I
0: went to his, uh, I went to his memorial. Wow. He was very, very kind to me when I was in Cleveland. Me he too. It's such great interaction. What a sweet man. Amazing guy. This um, was our minister of culture. Yeah. Who was uh, like a like a media writer.
1: Yeah. And he was, both those guys, I was like, they're doing something cool. And they, so it was like two guys mm-hmm. I knew of. And like, you know, I knew some other guys, like Jeff Niesel, music writer, John Pekovic, They were doing cool. So I knew a handful of guys. But... Then you come here, and you're like, oh, oh, there's Malcolm Gladwell at the coffee shop. Yeah. And now I know that guy. Yeah. So. It's numbers. Yeah, yeah. It's density
0: and. Uh, it's numbers.
1: Walking outside. Yeah.
0: I always, <laughs> my, my pitch for New York is that, it's not for everybody, but New York is about access. hmm And, yeah, we pay out the asshole to live here, but. First of all, every economic strata, every person, people in every financial level complain about how expensive everything is. Rich people complain. Everyone complains about how expensive it is from rich to poor. But it's about access. We have access to Broadway shows, movies open here first. If you want to go skiing, if you want to go to the beach, if you want to see live music, you want to – never short of places to eat. Mm Mm-hmm. Everything is close and it's about access and we are just on a purely physical proximity kind of a level. uh, We're close to other people and opportunities are literally around every corner. Mm -hmm. You and I could go walk outside onto 6th Avenue, go get a cupcake at Magnolia, run into someone who you know or I know and we're connected to some opportunity there. Like that doesn't happen anywhere else because everyone's in a car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I that's, I missed that. I don't know if I articulate when we, when you came and we had that. We did. I was on your podcast. I was trying to sell myself on the Cleveland experience, which was okay at the time. I was starting to get the rumblings of missing it here. By then, but God, I couldn't wait to get back here after a certain point and get like have like that thing. And now I look at New York with very different lenses after being away for three years. It's a magical place. It's it's the only, it's a. I, I'm
1: lucky to travel a good amount, and every time I come home, I never come home, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm always like, oh, cool.
0: Totally. <laughs> that skyline still gets me every yeah, time. Yeah, when you're, never like, taking a cab, I, like, back from the airport, you're
1: just like, oh, my gosh. I live there. It's yeah. crazy.
0: It's the Emerald City. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us. Look, we're the best. I mean, we're we're fixing it right so here. So cool. <laughs> Get into us. Thank you. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of the George Hahn Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Dave half as much as I enjoyed talking to him. Isn't he great? a pleasure. You guys can find Dave at his website, DaveHillOnline.com. He's also on Instagram and TikTok as Mr. Dave Hill. That's Mr. dave Hill, all one word. And if you could... Please make a plea to the powers at Twitter to have Dave reinstated there. It's not like he's a Nazi or tried to incite an insurrection or something. He just made silly mom jokes and people were miffed for no really good reason. His handle there was also Mr. Dave Hill, Mr Dave Hill. So let's get Dave back on Twitter. It'll be a better Twitter experience for everyone concerned. As for me, I can be found on my website at georgehahn.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram as george han and on tiktok i'm george Hahn nyc and on the new emerging platform post.news i'm just george yeah and just a reminder this podcast is free of charge and free from advertising if you enjoyed it and want me to make more please consider a one-time support contribution or a monthly subscription by going to georgehan.com/support Whichever way you go, I'm glad you're here. And thank you for listening.